51 episodes, Renu. Wowee. Just every time I'm just like, whoa, wowee. Wowee, the number, it gets bigger. It's, um, like time. everyone and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your endlessly tired and functionally immortal yokai boya renu. <laughs> and I'm your goddess of wisdom that looks 12, soup. <laughs> this week, that stands for absolute territory because we'll be talking about the winter 2020 anime season. Uh, yeah, but nice. before we get into it, um, what have you been up to? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, to which I feel like I don't really have a good answer. Weirdly enough, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kind I, of on the same it, page. <laughs> I mean, it just kind of feels like I've been all over the place. Weirdly enough, uh, yeah. it's just something about like I don't know. Everything is is a little bit scattered. My brain is all over the place um i think i've been doing stuff maybe mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it's pretty unclear um i might have just been in kind of like a haze um yeah yeah like we we recorded like like functionally two or three weeks ago um and I could not tell you exactly what took place in that in that two to three week period. It kind of feels like that that time wasn't real to me a little bit. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, what was real was, you know, watching anime. Uh, I feel like I remember that part. Anime is very real. Yeah. Anime is, is the realest that that you get. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, I actually, I really have not been up to that much now that I think about it. I'll probably remember something after the podcast, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing super exciting on my end. How about you? I, <laughs> I hate to say that um, it's it's pretty similar for me. Um, mostly been doing work stuff because we had a deadline just a couple of days ago, and so animation deadlines mean. A lot of overtime hours <laughs> sometimes oh uh, the worst yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good time but um uh, thankfully i have a couple days reprieve before we jump into our new project which also has a short deadline which sucks yikes but um yeah you know it's that's that's the life man that good good life <laughs> yeah that good life of doing that uh-huh <laughs> Uh, other than that, though, um, I've been busy with uh, planning for a Japan trip in oh. the summer. So, ooh, a fun. summer Japan trip—that's so exciting! Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like we should go one time as like the podcast unit. Oh my god, that would be so awesome! <laughs> 
Yeah, if I had any amount of money, maybe let's look towards next year. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Let's look towards next year. Yeah. Okay. Um, if I had any amount of money at all, that would be super fun. Yeah, uh, totally. I would, I would, I, I, I don't remember if I've ever talked about like the specifics of, uh, when I went to Japan. Um, cause I don't, I don't actually remember the like chronological, the strict chronological order of my life at this point. Um, and things have kind of become tethered from that. Uh, so it would be hard for me to place, but I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast. You know, I went to Japan for a couple of days, but that's the only time I've ever been. And I would love to go back because, uh, you know, I never went to, to Tokyo. I just went to the sort of like, um, you know, the Kansai area. Oh, interesting. That, uh, so last, uh, during our first Japan trip or first and only one, uh, we went to Tokyo almost exclusively. Like we went to Hakone for a bit. Really? Okay. Um, but we mostly only stayed in Tokyo and this time we're going to like the Kansai area. So okay. we're going to Osaka right. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's such different trips that you, you really just have to have to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. My, when I went with my family, we only spent like three or four days there, which is mm. not a ton of time, but yeah. you know, we, we traveled, you know, around Kyoto, Osaka and Kobe. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. We got to visit that like we got to visit the the um really famous temple that's in all the anime that all the like Tokyo kids take school trips to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So very exciting, but I would love to go like not with my family, you know what I mean? Uh I completely understand. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Let's let's look to that because um, that's that sounds really exciting. Um, we might even put together some bump bump bonus content for the bump bump podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but cool. that sounds really exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and then I'll talk about the podcast whenever it happens. <laughs> Heck yeah! How long are you gonna be in Japan? A week. Ooh, that's pretty good. A whole week. I will say I'm I'm pretty jealous. Uh, I have some friends that spent an entire month in Japan. Oh my god, I want um, it. <laughs> they were just kind of bouncing around hostels and stuff. It That's it does awesome. sound a little stressful to me um, as somebody who likes to stay at home and not move mm-hmm. like like a snail. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, you know, there's there's something kind of fun about that. Um, like the two weeks I spent in Europe was like super fun. Yeah, it's super fun. And you kind of get into a routine of, okay, what am I going to do today? And then you fill out your whole day with stuff. And then you come back home exhausted and you sleep. Yeah, and you have a really good yeah. sleep because you were exhausted. And then you wake up in the morning and do it all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did remember, actually. Um, I did a uh, I did a streamed tabletop game uh, recently. My, uh, my friend Mads... Uh, is is a designer um and so we were playtesting the game on stream um it's a game called heist which is um it is a it, technically derivative of a different system um mm-hmm. but it has been uh pared down to be very accessible and it mm-hmm. is about heist movies like uh, uh reenacting like like a heist movie <gasps> and that's cool yeah i uh <laughs> you you're I'm never allowed to be on shows um like you shouldn't invite me to to things like that because uh I will do my best to kind of throw things off the rails as as often as possible. Uh I invented a very bleak and 
realistic dystopian future, um, which I will not spoil, but it was really fun, and I'm, I'm glad. That was a good experience. I got to play a character named... <laughs> I got to play a character named Fugu Tachibana. Oh my god. <laughs> and I will not explain any more than that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'll leave a link to it, so if, you, if you're if okay. you inclined to watch it and stare at my face for like two or three hours, like, there you go. Ooh, woo, 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 soupy face. Yeah, I remember that. Like, that was that was it. I think that like I remember there was one thing I definitely wanted to mention. Um, and I believe, <laughs> there I believe you go. That was it. You did yeah. it. I did it. <laughs> it was on. It was on uh, the actual play um, Twitch channel. So yeah, mm. yeah, that was that was super fun. Um, have you been up to anything else? Oh, that's mostly it. Been yeah, been a pretty and non not super eventful couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I mean, to be fair, like uh, it has been <laughs> a criminally long time since we've been able to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it, it's only getting harder to schedule. <laughs> it's it's getting longer. <laughs> the the hiatus. <laughs> yeah, um, but you know we're busy people. It it happens. Um, it happens. And and you know the like Super Bowl and stuff. So yeah. I guess people are busy because they want to watch sports whatever i guess but yeah all right i don't know do you want to talk about anime now anime let's get it okay welcome to the winter 2020 season uh we will be talking about all the things that we watched uh except for doro hetero because we didn't watch it because it's in netflix jail so look forward to that in if we ever uh. mention it at all, it's probably <laughs> going to be in fucking August of this year. At, like, uh. this fucking rate. Like, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, me sort of hammering the the nail of, like, um, ever preventing any kind of Netflix deal aside. <laughs> um, we did watch a decent amount of stuff. Uh, we did. We, we, we sampled around. And uh, <laughs> we have some feelings about some things um and less feelings about other things weirdly <laughs> yeah some of them were like eh and some of them were like hey but you know that's, yeah, that's how it is yeah <laughs> um so the first one that we'll talk about is uh magia record maho shoujo madoka magica gaiden which is a like madoka side story it's it's um i don't actually know who it's written by but it's basically the uh, mobile game, and I think it adapts the story of the mobile game. Yeah, which... I am. Um, it's it's not as like bad as like what you would expect of like like like. There's a huge difference between the Fate series and then the Fate spinoffs, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not quite as jarring as that. Like they definitely try and keep the entire mood aesthetic everything of mm-hmm. the original series uh i just don't know how i feel about it yet <laughs> i know what you mean um and i'm i'm pretty much in in the same boat um all things considered like i am interested because it does seem that they've kept all of the production and the tone and the aesthetics of the show the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's, it's a different story. Now mm-hmm. I am curious because it's, well, I mean, eh, 
I don't know how much stock I would ever put into a mobile game story, except for Grand Blue Fantasy, but that's kind of a different case. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it does it does concern me somewhat, right? Like, uh, I I just can't tell from the first episode, like because it's because it's basically like, well, it looks and it feels like Madoka, so I liked Madoka, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently, according to Wikipedia, the mm. anime is written by Gekiden Inukuri, who they're responsible for the witch designs and animations. Interesting. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 like, animation troupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess they helped write it in cooperation with Elsewhere. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I don't know. I'm. I, I guess like, if you like Madoka, <laughs> here is here is more of it, but revolving around different people and potentially different lore. Like minor spoils for the first episode, but there is a tiny Cube. Yeah, there's a little baby tiny. Cube. <laughs> little, little baby Cube. Yeah. Um, and there's the. It, it's basically. Uh, about this uh, city called Kamihama City, where these girls are, are, the magical girls are making their way to the city because they have heard a rumor that you can, uh, that magical girls can be saved there. Um, and these, uh, what at least one of the girls has been having nightmares about, you know, some not so great things happening. <laughs> so, uh, that's, Kami- that's like- Kamihama City isn't the city where Madoka takes place though is it uh no i don't uh, remember i will have to look this up no Shit, i, w- I wish not. i knew their, okay. their city is called mitakihara oh mitakihara okay i see it's different interesting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i mean it is i i don't know as far as far as a like side story goes judging from only the first episode mind you because we actually haven't watched past it really uh i i don't think maybe we watched mm-hmm. two i don't i don't actually remember but yeah. i am um, i don't know i want to be optimistic about it uh but also like part of me is like did did i really like need more Madoka? Like I know I wanted right. it, but do I do I like need it? Yeah. And like, what purpose is is the the side story going to to serve? I guess. In right, yeah. That that's kind of how I am too. It's it, it's very uncertain. Like how much, despite how much I liked the original series, and I still like it. It's. I don't know how much I would want this as opposed to like another Madoka movie. <laughs> I think that's I think that's true. Uh, uh, to be fair, uh, it it seems as though um, like I I don't know. It it does kind know. of seem like the 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 news about the the Madoka movie dropped off for a couple of years and it just hasn't really been picked up. Right. And I, I understand if they're working on it in the meantime and they're like, well, our mobile game is doing well. Why don't we make an anime off of that to kind of help promote that? And then it'll also help fund the movie. 
whatever we're right. doing with that, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I understand that. It just feels like, like, for example, we're waiting on the final, the fourth Evangelion movie, and then they come out with a little side anime that has nothing to do with, or at least is about a completely different cast than our original pilots. <laughs> and it's like, all right, I don't know how much I care about this, though, even though I love Ava. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it, it is asking a lot to get invested in a new cast of characters obviously um yeah. especially when you have uh sort of it, it, it's kind of like um it's like the problem with uh going between like jojo parts where you're like you've gotten so invested in in these characters which this is less of a problem honestly if you binge it and more of a problem if you watch it like week to week like, mm-hmm. imagine keeping up with the manga of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and, like, suddenly, you know, part three ends and you're like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> right? Um, it, it's asking a lot, especially because these characters have been so central to the the story and the mythos of, of Madoka since, you know, it came out in 2011. Right, that was for years. nine years yeah. ago at this yeah. point. yeah. So, yeah, the question does does obviously stand, like, do we need more Madoka? I mean, I, like, I guess it doesn't hurt to have a, a side story. Um, but what what is my interest in that, I guess? Like, I'm, I'm not right. sure what I want to get out of this. Um, yeah, I, I'm the same like way, I, because... I don't know I, what to I, expect of it. Right, and, and I like the fact that the Madoka world it has has quite a bit of mystery to it and it is somewhat interesting that they're kind of expanding on the lore a bit so that you can learn about you know a city other than Mitakihara uh because it is mm-hmm. like as we mentioned during our whole episode about Madoka it's a really isolated location and so getting to learn about another location is is interesting and you get to learn about a different set of magical girls and maybe a little bit more about the magical girl lore and and what these other conflicts are kind of like you know how they're resolving but yeah i'm not sure how much i want to watch more of this even though it's Mm -hmm. not bad yeah (laughs) yeah i mean it's just like you got you got your your pink-haired magical girl main character she has a, a like a ranged weapon and she doesn't remember what her like deal is or why she's a magical girl and Kibi that's doesn't right she doesn't remember know. what her wish is yeah so i'm i'm obviously curious about the kind of conceit of the story um and why they're like magical girls could be saved if they go to copy have a city yeah and then she has her missing um, sister whatever whatever like right yeah there's a mystery going on and i'm sure that it will come around to a, an interesting conclusion as madoka tends to do I, I think yeah it depends on it depends on how they're going to uh process that arc like how they're gonna mm-hmm. depict that that um that story because it, it is an interesting premise uh i'm just yeah like i'll probably watch a couple more episodes of it and maybe i'll bounce off of it maybe i'll maybe i'll keep watching um mm-hmm. like I, I don't know it i will say it is funny that um i can see the the like kind of uh descending from a game aspect of it where it's just like oh this is like a this is like the city where like witches are super powerful 
Like, oh, yeah, because you need to roll a gacha to get your, your cool uh, magical <laughs> girls to, like, fight, fight the witches. Um, it's, it's like a, it's just a very video game conceit, right? Where it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I am interested in seeing how they'll tie in the designs of these characters in, in like... I'm sure that they made it very purposeful in terms of it's she's not just a Madoka lookalike or whatever like a Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's there's got to be something about the fact that she's a pink haired Madoka. Yeah, and character. then her, her best friend is a freaking Homura ish like like Homura palette. You know, she's dark purple and and, and whatnot. Yeah. And they've I, got a couple of other girls that look like the other girls, so I think my my biggest fear for it really is like even if it's not like bad, um, if it's not great, it'll just kind of make me wish I had been watching Madoka instead. Because I do right. see, I see the like threads of of the main series in it, where um, you know you've got these these girls, and one of them doesn't remember what the fuck her wish is because she's special, but the other one is just like, yeah, I like, I did dumb shit, right? Like my wish was was stupid. And I kind of wish, like, I hadn't done that and sold my immortal soul to a extra planar being so that I could, I don't know, go on a date. But to be fair, like, that to me is kind of like the core, like, you know, ethos of, of Monica, where um, it is about how we expect children who have very little experience in their lives and very little, like very narrow perspectives to make really important, you know, life changing, life directing decisions without like considering what that's, what that's kind of doing. Right. And it's just like, yeah. Oh, you're like 18. Now you have to like choose what you want to study in college, which will right. ostensibly affect you for the rest of your life, which is like, Whoa, heavy dude. You know, <laughs> yeah like, i i do like that they address the conceit really early on because it's like yeah yeah we know that you've already watched madoka so we're gonna address this here and right. now and then we'll be able to move on from there they do i it's yeah they do get to take some shortcuts because they just kind of presume that you've already seen madoka mm -hmm. um which which i think is fine like i think that it is it's okay to just have uh you know this girl with the the buns look like she's basically like if Sayaka didn't just go like full tilt, you know, self-destruction mode. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do wonder about if that's like a trend that will continue throughout the rest of um, the show, because, you know, it, it is important that moments like that are treated with some amount of levity um, because it's what gives those moments like them their kind of emotional impact um but it's interesting to me that that is um like i like that you know she's not sayaka too right like mm -hmm. i like that her deal isn't like oh i loved this boy and i wanted him so bad but he spurned me and he doesn't appreciate what i do because i've never told him or etc 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 right mm -hmm. i'm completely okay with it not being like uh i'm i'm sayaka too um and I mean, her yeah. deal is is different <laughs> it's like i regret becoming a magic girl not enough to become like a witch about it but just this sucks like yeah I, i'm basically contracted into labor forever 
yep. because I I made a, a dumb wish when I was yep. like 16 or whatever. <laughs> also, I, I and I will say this. Um, it's pretty clear that the, the character designer is, uh, I think, a different person or at the very least the same person and has um, evolved their art style somewhat. Like they don't look quite as as weird as the um, the original Madoka designs look, they it's like they took that spirit and made it a little bit like easier to like look at. Um, I which like isn't to the say original Madoka well, design. It, it isn't to say that they're they're bad. It's just that like if you kind of look closely, you're just like, oh my god, their eyes are huge. <laughs> their faces I, I are actually, so round. What I I I in terms of design, I like the Madoka outfits. More well, the than, outfits are always good. Yeah, more than in in this one. Like this one, yes, like they're, I definitely they're fine, don't like but the I like the old ones better, or like the yeah. original cast better. But um, yeah, in terms of art style, yeah, it looks like it's a little less. I I almost want to say it's a little more generic than the original. I as maybe well. yeah. Um, it it is entirely possible. Like it's a very like weirdly unique art style um for various reasons um yeah. but obviously like you know the witch stuff is kept the same um the general feel of it is i would say like a little lighter like more of a mystery than a yes. um you know kind of despair simulator that that monica right. was um, but then again we are only in the first episode right so. we're only in the first episode <laughs> monica wasn't quite like that in the first episode either um yeah but at at the same time it is uh interesting to think about the um the the weight of the story in comparison to the aesthetics of the production mm-hmm. um because it it is produced by you know it, you know it's 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 an anime by shaft right it, it's like because shaft is the the studio that did the original madoka it looks and feels exactly the same as original madoka the question is will that suit the story is the story going to have the same levity as Madoka is Madoka just known as a, a series where like young children suffer forever <laughs> or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, which I'm, I'm interested in, in exploring in terms of like where, where to, where to go with that. Um, I haven't heard anybody talking about it really. Like, yeah, I like have not seen anybody talk about this, this anime. Um, Aside from like, you know, just like, oh yeah, it's like the mobile game one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I have read some some of the like Madoka side mangas, uh, which are interesting. They are actually pretty good because the thing about Madoka that's that's kind of nice is that there's this conceit of like the the time loop, right? Mm-hmm. And so things play out a little bit differently every time. So there's like. Um, one of the best ones is, uh, a, uh, a side manga about, um, Kyoko and Mami, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a timeline where they get really close with each other. Um, and it's interesting cause you get to see different facets of their personality, um, and the way that they, they interact with each other. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I am... I don't know, I'm just, I just need to know what happens, you know? Like, I'm, I'm just intensely curious about it. Like, I have to know. <laughs> okay, so apparently, according to my anime list, the character design is by Taniguchi Junichiro, uh, and is all, he was also the chief animation director, and he was the chief animation director for the original series, but he wasn't the character he wasn't designer. the character obviously. designer, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. 
But his other works include character design for Gekan Shoujo no Zaki-kun. Uh, oh, he was the chief animation director of one of the episodes of Go Sick, which that also has a similar art style-ish. Um, he also did Okiku Furikabute, which is a baseball anime that I love. He did uh, Prison School, character design, and chief animation director. Interesting. Uh, and yeah, that's... <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh yeah. So looking looking towards the future for that one. Um like I don't even know if I necessarily want to even watch it week to week. I might just binge it afterwards. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't know. I I guess we'll see like how much time we have and all that, but um It's my, pretty my it, it's pretty low so on the priority me. list. Yeah. CBQH yeah, if 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 I suddenly hear things about like, oh my god, gotta watch it, blah 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 blah, things happened in episode three again, you know, maybe then. <laughs> so next is Toilet Bound Hanako Kun, which is a uh, it is a so it's basically a play on um, Hanako San, which is a an urban ritual like uh or what an urban myth. A what? Wait, what? What am I saying? What is the word for this? Like a, a an urban myth? Yeah, it's an urban myth. Why did that not like okay? register in my mind? I don't know. It didn't sound right for a second. That was very strange. Um, yeah, just like a, like a like an urban legend. An oh, urban, urban legend. legend. Fuck. <laughs> you got me confused. <laughs> oh, that I was, was like, it. Yeah, it's an urban myth. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it didn't sound right. Okay. Bro. It's about an urban legend um, kind of uh, ghost story slash like seven wonders of the school. Um, it's yeah. pretty much it's pretty much the uh, the Japanese version of Bloody Mary. You know, you yeah. like, turn off the lights and you just like eh, say it in the mirror. Um, but instead, what you're supposed to do is you go to the third floor um, of a school and you go to the bathroom and. Uh, the girl's bathroom, and then you go to the third stall, and you go knock, 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 and you're like, Hanako-san, Hanako-san, Hanako-san. Um, and that summons a ghost that, like, I don't know, died on the toilet, I guess. It's like a moaning myrtle kind of thing. And yeah. uh, basically, the conceit of this this show is, um, I believe it's based on a manga, um, uh, that Hanako-san is actually a boy named Hanako-kun, and he's a little ghosty boy. Uh, and the main character gets into all kinds of hijinks um, because she becomes contractually bound to help him in the first episode for various reasons. Because, you know, of course. Um, I kind of wish we had watched one more episode of this before recording because the first episode, just so much fucking stuff happens. And none of it is, like, I, I think representative of the actual cadence of the show. Um, yeah, it's true. Because it's it's just the setup episode, where yeah. it's like, oh, this is the like catalyzing event that starts the events of the the, yeah. the series. Like, I don't know what it's gonna gonna be like, um, but it it is interesting. I think the I like the art style of it. It's very I like love unique the art style. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> but if I if I also had to describe it, it, there's something a little like horny about the art style. Like every time I look at the design for the um, for Hanako Kun, I'm just like. This boy is like ten years old, but there's like some there's some horny energy about him. <laughs> Do you know, like, like 
there are certain. I, I don't. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but there are certain people that have like certain art styles where, like, you can immediately tell that they're kind of like a little kinky. Do you? Do you know? <laughs> all, all right, Sufi. <laughs> And trust me. Uh huh. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's just like a weird horny energy. I promise. <laughs> like, have you seen? Like, you saw the episode. Like, you saw the the shot where he uh, he's like putting the like mermaid scale on his tongue. That's so, it's so fucking yeah, horny. Yeah, that shot was weird. There there are certain decisions in this um, uh, series, I guess that um. He 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 almost he almost hits on her and then he's right. like, "Ha, just kidding." Like that kind of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if it I don't know if it helps that that Hanukkah is also voiced by Megumi Ogata. Yeah. So, it's like it, it does sounds, not help. It sounds like <laughs> like you never really notice it when she's like voicing Shinji, but like, yeah. you know, because her voice is so like um like husky it's like a little sultry you know you know yes it is <laughs> like for for sure there's definitely an element of like it's a little sultry and that carries over in a character like hanaka kun way more than it has ever done for shinji i think she emphasized it for I him i think so too i think it's he's supposed to be a little horny all right well you know he's a teenage boy who yeah, might died. like this girl who knows? Who who knows? I don't I don't know. I'm interested in in how the like cadence of the the show itself plays out because the first episode, like you know, like we mentioned, is just a setup episode. She gets into some hijinks. She wants to confess to a boy. Uh, she does not listen to his advice and swallows a mermaid scale and becomes a fish. And um, he's like, okay, well that sucks. Uh, I will also swallow the scale and lessen the burden on you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, which is it's a, it's an interesting premise, um, yeah. but it's clear that it's it's probably going to become just kind of like a uh, I don't want to say slice of life, but it's more like in like an episodic like oh look like this is the hijink of the week sort of thing is what it feels like yeah. to me. Yeah, apparently it's the manga is ongoing and it's twelve volumes so far. That's quite a lot of volumes. Yeah, <laughs> that's a I lot. Bet, I bet there are some meteor arcs in there. Um, it yeah. seems primed towards it. Like the writing is a little bit. Um, there's something about it that's like a little bit like uh it appeals to me, I guess I would say. Like <laughs> something about it catches me, like catches my attention. Um yeah. I think because in a lot of ways it um the aesthetic of it is is good. Like the art style yes. is really, really yes. unique and mm-hmm. and cool. Um and it to me gives me very aesthetically like very Sinars that's supposed to say vibes. I definitely mentioned that when mm-hmm. We were watching it, mm-hmm. uh, and I love Sinatra's Espo Sensei, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm intrigued. Oh, wasn't the opening super horny? Isn't that why I, I felt like that way? <laughs> I don't remember the... <laughs> anyway, whatever. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I feel like it's pretty good. I think it's fun. I um, it's fun At the sh- very least, I think it's worth checking out just to take a peek at the art style. And, yeah, very unique. Uh, yeah. Also, Pipa Megumi Ogata, because I love her. <laughs> uh, she's the best. So, yeah, I think it's 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 worth a it's worth an episode to see if you'll like it. Maybe two episodes, so you can get a sense for the pacing that isn't like all mm-hmm. <laughs> all set up. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Megumi Ogata is also great because she's just like the coolest voice actor. Like, if you've ever seen a picture of her, she just looks really cool. 
She looks like a freaking anime character, like a she really does. cool anime character. <laughs> Definitely one of the most like unique voices. But yeah, let's let's talk about science fell in love. So I tried to prove it um, probably pretty briefly. Uh, <laughs> like, I think it's a funny one. I actually legitimately thought it was pretty funny. No, it it is legitimately funny. I think the only things that take us out of it, which are, you know, it's it's somewhat That's, relevant this but might not be personal for you <laughs> yeah is the fact that there's so much of it that because it's it okay so the conceit is that it's about these two grad school researchers who fall in love and they work in the same lab and uh one of the girls very clearly likes the guy and he's like omg how do you know that you're in love though we have to quantify this and and, <laughs> and research it and uh as someone who ha- once went to grad school and was in a science <laughs> program and worked in a lab, uh, there's there's quite a bit in here that I'm like, okay, that's real. And there's other parts where I'm like, you're a researcher. That's not how you would think about this. This is not a scientific approach. <laughs> no, <laughs> this of is not, not the scientific method. <laughs> it's the it's it's the perception of a scientific approach. Um, yeah. Okay, I will say this though. Um, I think that the the ridiculousness uh, of those characters is tempered somewhat by the fact that every other character seems both a normal and b aware that they're really fucking weirdos about this. Yes, I do like that. That the other characters are like, okay, but these two are freaking bizarre, and we're a little more representative of how an actual grad school life right. would be. I like I like the the character who doesn't like show up in the first episode but she's in the background of every shot and she just wakes up at night like oh crap because she's like clearly very hungover like oh yeah that's what grad school actually looks like it's actually that or or she has actually been asleep because she's been working without sleep for like a week (laughs) yeah so like actually grad school yeah so actual grad school (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It's it's um, funny though actually the writing it, it is, is actually pretty funny. funny. <laughs> I was I was surprised cuz I thought it would be a little over the top uh, and it is but in a way that it kind of leans into it. Um I saw someone describe it like it's like Kaguya-sama without the narration. Yes. Yes. I I I would tend to agree. Yeah, because the dynamic is similar where uh these two are obviously digging each other but like <laughs> extraordinary like like they 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 just overthink things way 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 too much they're just very obstinate about it yeah yeah i think it's cute like if yeah you know like it's it's definitely worth a watch yasama then you might like this if you if you like kage yasama um or if you just i don't know want like just a comedy show like we 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 are as as (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you and I specifically are like really biased towards like shows that have like really hard hitting emotional cores. Um, <laughs> so it's sometimes really hard for us to engage with like comedy shows uh, yeah. or like really lighthearted, like non consequential anime, unless it's like actually like gut buster hilarious. Like, yeah. Um, and Kaguya sama was in a lot of ways that for us. And yeah. um, like Hina Matsuri was like that for us. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that show is so funny. <laughs> um, but like on the whole, weirdly, because like I, I find myself like somebody who likes, you know, comedy material. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I feel like I just don't watch a ton of of comedy anime. Um, and even when we, I, I don't know, it seems like the kind of thing that's like hard to keep up with week to week because I'm not like yeah. Um, it's like the opposite of a show that like utilizes the the format of like oh you watch one episode a week right. It's literally just all of these episodes are more or less the same premise. They're mm-hmm. pretty cookie cutter. Like they have different variations, but you know, one episode will not leave you cliffhangered for another episode. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can kind of just take it at your own pace, which is to say, you know, you could watch them all at once or you could space them out how you like. Um, right. I don't think there's any real compulsion to uh, watch it week to week like some other shows. Like, yeah, I think yeah. some shows are legitimately interesting to watch week to week because they they leave room for the episode to breathe and talk about the episode and like yeah. um, digest it, which is is i think important for mm-hmm. shows especially like really heavy shows mm-hmm. um this is not that right <laughs> no no yeah opposite <laughs> so yeah definitely um definitely like if you like lighthearted sort of comedy stuff this is really good oh yeah for sure yeah yep okay let's talk about uh, it invaded which yeah. <laughs> is a show that is about uh a detective guy except you know what it's like this is basically like um it's a little bit like the uh it's a little bit like babylon um <laughs> the the good parts of babylon at, yeah. at the very least from the first like couple episodes that we've watched that we can put together <laughs> yeah it feels like a little bit of the the good parts of babylon mm-hmm. it feels a little psychopathy mm-hmm. um and it feels like a little bit uh there was a mystery show that came out like pretty recently um like a good one but i don't remember what it is so maybe it wasn't that good to begin with but it feels like it you know there's a there's an aspect of mystery to it it's like a little danganronpa-y or um maybe like 999 is like a more like apt comparison um yeah it's it's not written by the guy who did babylon and whatnot so no no okay this is this is very important right so it's not written by the cube guy um it is in instead created written and i think direct i think created um but it's written and directed by the person who did uh recreators which while it had some major pacing issues was overall like definitely one of the sleeper hits of that season um and one i think doesn't really get enough like recognition like recreators was 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 good to me um yeah no it was awesome and i'm interested in the premise of it because it's essentially like well we're I'm not, like, 100% clear on the mechanics of it. They're like, we're gonna take the killing intent, like, it's like id particles that are left behind at a crime scene, and we're gonna analyze the id particles and recreate the world of the id um, to track down uh, the criminal, like a serial killer. Yeah. Um, and I will say there is something legitimately interesting about it because yeah. it allows for uh it allows for the show to um and this is not necessarily the way it has gone a hundred percent, but it allows the show to explore things like more abstracted and more symbolically than a straight you know detective mystery show yes yes um it has kind of 
mixed the two in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit of like Phoenix, right? Like, you know, point and click adventure, put together the the clues. Like mm-hmm. all you got to do is adjust things to be correct. And there's a little bit of like, oh, this is like a little bit like abstract, right? Yes. It plays with a lot of very interesting ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, even if the, you have to get over the initial like weirdness of the conceit where it's yeah. just like the id particles. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's apparently it's uh written it's not written and directed by the same dude. The director is oh, okay. the guy who did recreators. Interesting. Um, yeah, but the uh it's written by well it's based on a manga, so it's written by the manga artist. Um Otaro right, Maggio. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm very oh, curious about it. Um, Maijo, excuse me. Which, you know, is a good sign, I would say. Yeah, I, like, it's, I'm, it's I'm really interested in it. And it looks neat. Um, it, look, like it does look neat. Style. There's like, there's, yeah. it, it kind of, it started pretty well, I would say. Like, yeah. it wasn't like uh, in a, in immediately like I was, oh, I'm so enraptured. But it was like, a, oh, this was like, you know decently well put together like it felt solidly like good you know yeah like it was yeah, it was not I would great say so. but solidly good i um, i would be interested in watching more just to learn a bit more about what's happening uh yeah it you know it almost it feels a little bit assassin's creed e too <laughs> oh you're right it does yeah totally for sure for sure yeah there's there's um, definitely that that part of it. So if you if you're down for like a mystery thriller, this this could be your jam. Uh it's like instead of going back into the land of assassinos, you're you're solving a murder mystery. Several murder mysteries. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um mm-hmm. Now there was definitely <sighs> Where we left off felt very very reminiscent of Babylon, which is why we were a little worried. Um <laughs> but i i'm willing to trust this show because it's not (laughs) written by the cube guy and it's to be fair it has not like approached like uh the same level of like we're gonna ask a philosophical question right it's more just like this is like kind of like a like a a thriller with a weird premise right It it feels a lot more straightforward, uh, we're which so is scarred, dude. <laughs> which is good. I know we're so afraid. I mean, that's what the that's what the fucking cube like emoji in our it's server the cube is effect. for. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's for that cube. Yeah, I I would recommend it if if that's the kind of genre or thing that you're looking for. Yeah, it was solidly good. It was solidly, solidly good. Um, yeah. I would definitely recommend at least checking out like an episode or two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for whatever Next. reason, <laughs> in the year of our goddamn <laughs> Lord twenty twenty, we we got we got an orphan remake, <laughs> like. <laughs> like the like the manga orf like the the like nineties anime orphan remake and holy crap 
<laughs> Sometimes you forget that the 90s was not just like Cowboy Bebop and uh, and like Slayers. Sometimes you remember, oh, like things were really weird. <laughs> so it's Orphan. It's so 90s. <laughs> or Sorceress Stabber Orphan, which is the like official translation of it. Which is hilarious. Um, is yeah. about a sorcerer. He does magic. He went to sorcery school, and then his sister did some fucked up shit with the sword and got turned into a dragon. And now he's like, "Damn it! I gotta turn my sister back from a dragon to a human." Even though all the magic cops want to kill her because she's a fucking dragon. I <laughs> something about the conceit of this show infuriates me a little bit. It's like, why was she doing that in the first place? <laughs> What was she it's like doing? She got herself into this mess, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I I'm not sure how to feel about it because, like, the sensibilities yeah. of it are so '90s that I'm not yeah. really sure how much I want to keep watching it. I I mean, yes. I can tell you actually, I don't want to keep watching it. I, I um, yeah, I'm I'm, on, I'm kind of on the same page. Even though I love a lot of stuff that came out during the '90s, and you know. Protagonist with red headband, classic of that time. Right, he looks he looks like a he looks like a Beyblade character. <laughs> he, uh, so apparently, it was for the series' twenty fifth anniversary. Holy yeah, crap! This thing is old. Yeah, it's the problem is that we also had a another nineties uh, readaptation slash update in Fruits Basket. You know, and and stuff like that, and so you compare like how what how they treated Fruits Basket with this, and it's like, I mean, yeah, the, the genres and everything about the stories are completely different, and yet I feel like the staff for Fruits Basket handled it better, or else the the I, conceit of Fruits Basket, even though it was so bizarre, it's a little easier to to, to palate than, than, Hon- than honestly, <laughs> I I just I just think that like. The source material just was a little bit meh. I mean, it was right. very of its time. Like, yeah. like give, we'll we'll give it the credit of it was it was the nineties. It's it's an incredibly incredibly nineties yeah. piece. Um, yeah. And if you're if you're into that, I think you will enjoy it. Aside from the fact that they have decided to update the art style, um, which comes with the unfortunate drawback of suddenly you have nineties art. Um, like 90s design sensibilities yeah with with too modern of an art style that removes the kind of uniqueness of the 90s art style um in the modern in the modern age so suddenly you have a bunch of people wearing like modern day clothing with like jean jackets and headbands except the character faces don't look like they're from the it looks like they're cosplaying 90s characters you know what i mean i i understand why they would want to modernize it but i almost wish that they hadn't that they had kept it kind of like old school looking because then it would feel it it would feel like it like the time period that it was made in, right? And I I think like, so. Kinda... I think so too. Like, and I I I think that there's precedent for that being well received as well. You know, with yeah. shows like Megalobox, which is right, a that's exactly like Megalobox. Which is a, that's exactly what I was thinking. Essentially, of. like a, a like a you know a remake of Ashita no Joe, which is a right. really old piece. And right. Like sure, it, it looks like a a, mo- like a modern anime, quote unquote, because it look the design sensibilities and the artistic style of it is yes. very like nineties two thousands. 
Um, mm-hmm. Like it looks like Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing about it is that it it fits the the vibe of it better. And I think right. once you take it out of that time period with with the art style, it mm-hmm. kind of ruins the aesthetic of the whole thing. It makes it a lot harder to watch, I think. Um, even. Yeah. Because if it looked yeah. like it was a show from the 90s, I would not, I don't think, even have that many issues with it necessarily. I would just be like, okay, yeah, cool. Right. 90s. This, this is how anime looks. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. I I completely agree. And and I think making it more modern works for a series like Fruits Basket, but not necessarily for this. It just. I, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like Fruits Basket at least is about like high schoolers and high schoolers don't really change and they kept enough of the original art style that it looked consistent yeah. whereas with orphan it just feels like it's it has become you know what they've done they took a show that uh was like a product of its time probably pretty like you know not to be mean but like probably pretty generic when it came out and have mm-hmm. made it generic for the new era so it's like they did like <laughs> you, you know you <laughs> took the one aspect of it that might be unique nowadays and you you squandered it it would be uh, i i almost wish that it, rather than orphan even though i have no hatred for orphan i think it was it was wildly popular back then too uh another series that was around the same ish time that uh that I was really into was Chrono Crusade. And it, I feel like even that would handle a more modern art style better than Orphan for some reason. Like, and that also had a red headband protagonist. Uh, oh, the nineties. You were, oh, the nineties. You were so interesting. Uh, I don't know. Some things are just some leave things, it in the nineties. Some things might be better left in 1990. Weird. And again, I don't, I don't, it's not like I disliked Orphan, but I also wasn't super, super about it. And maybe, maybe people who loved Orphan and had it near and dear to their heart, maybe it's what they got, got them into anime. Maybe they're super hyped about it, in which case I'm really happy for you because this re-adaptation is for you. <laughs> yeah, I totally bounced it's- off of it. Yeah, it's it's not for me. I'm unfortunately not very nostalgic for Orphan specifically. If they had chosen another series, maybe. But even then, I'm not See, a huge fan of what they did to the art style. What's interesting is that, like, I actually, like, decently liked the manga when I was in, like, middle school. Um, right. I remember, like, reading it in the library. Right. Uh, but, I don't know, it just doesn't... The anime does not capture me. The anime... Yeah. The anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think of all all the 90s, like, kind of 2000s remakes and sequels that are coming out nowadays. Like, God knows Full Metal Panic got a, a fucking, like, new season, re- like, quite <sighs> recently, which is just fucking mind-blowing to me. <laughs> like, oh, I think man. that's so funny. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I don't know. It's just like whatever, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I guess if it's you're okay, if if you really liked Orphan back in the day, then you might be super hyped. In which case, again, I'm happy for you. But um, if you're not a huge fan of Orphan, then this might not capture you. <laughs> yeah, what can I say? It's just not my particular cup of tea. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs>
Let's talk about something that I think is pretty pretty neat. Somali and the forest spirit. I love this anime. <laughs> I I knew you would. So, Somali and the forest spirit is about um a fantasy world where um a bunch of like mon- like quote unquote monster people live. Um and it's just just like a fantasy world except uh Mm -hmm. all of the humans have basically been um killed and eaten by the monsters because (laughs) to be fair the humans did try to invade because racism first and then they lost because they suck um but you have a human child who uh was ostensibly some kind of like slave that has escaped or something um Mm -hmm. Who was adopted by a a golem nearing the the end of of their life, um, and uh, basically they just want to find this child's parents if they're still alive, or at the very least, like I think other humans to to sort of raise this child, because uh, you know, right? Um, I have read the manga for this. Uh, I read it an all right amount of it like i think like 20 or so chapters um and overall my my impressions of it are are very very positive i think Mm. that the thing about smiling the forest spirit is that it it captures a lot of what i want from isekai shows that i never get from isekai shows Mm. you know it's like isekai shows are always kind of concerned with the um the actions of the protagonist and the progression of the protagonist from overpowered to super overpowered, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're like really more interested in what does the protagonist, someone from modern Japan, have to give to this fantasy world, a medieval backward society that isn't as advanced. And right. it throws that conceit out the window. It's not an isekai show, mind you, like it's just a straight fantasy show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the world building in it is a lot, lot stronger than. Uh, like really a lot of fantasy. You know what it feels like? Um, it feels very uh, made in abyss in in a, in a certain respect. It's definitely a lot more lighthearted than made in abyss. <laughs> like the the world don't get feels me like made in abyss in yes, in how yeah. kind of like it's almost. I mean, it, it literally is magical, but also it's gorgeous. And there's a certain atmosphere that just that you just sink into immediately. Yeah, and it is. It's the it's the level of like um, you get to experience the unique world and culture of a of a fantasy world, yes. right? Which is weirdly not what we get a lot of the times. Even though that's like I would argue what made you know stuff like uh, Lord of the Rings really popular right. um, was all of the like Silmarillion stuff, where like you know J.R.R. Tolkien was just like, all right, this is like hobbits just eat food all the time. And they have an entire culture around eating a bunch of food and sleeping and smoking weed, which is, like, cool. Um, and um, shows like uh, Michiko and Hachin uh, kind of also have this this vibe to it. They're basically, like, tiny hobbits, right? <laughs> like, Yeah. To be fair. Um, but it, it has a very similar vibe to it where it's like um, this world is really, really well thought out. And, yeah. Um, it has a lot of character to it. It's not just like yeah. a very like generic fantasy world. Mm-hmm. You know, it it has it has some some like it has some teeth to it, right? Like yes. the whole conceit about the golems, uh and like what the golems are supposed to be like and um 
how they're like uh like rare and they like almost never leave their forests the conceit of like well this is a world where like there aren't that many humans at least in the area that we're exploring um i know later i think we encounter like uh like a witch hut or something um uh it's either witches or mermaids and i don't remember which one uh, i just mm-hmm. know it's really good mm-hmm. um and obviously like you know we watched like episode two it's about like the oni um and we kind of get like a little bit of insight into into like what that what that's like and overall like it just feels very you know in a way wholesome in a way a little sad because of the conceit of the show like the golem is in his like last year or so of of being alive um so you know that it is a a um and this is what i like about it is that the show has a very clear sense of purpose and time so you have like what the journey is going to to be um you have an end point to the journey inevitably um it is a journey to say goodbye and you know that from the beginning and on top of that it kind of um all of that comes together to make sure that what you're enjoying is the journey and and not like what is at the end of it right like yeah. obviously you can be curious about what is at the end of it um but do you know what what's at the end of it is is inevitably the death of this golem and yeah. So it makes you cherish the journey more. It's like, yeah, it's like weirdly life affirming in a way. Like Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like, well, like, you know, uh, death is what gives life meaning. Like it's more about the journey than the destination, that kind of stuff. Um, But because it has that singular kind of like thematic focus to it on top Mm -hmm. of this singular relationship focus between um, a child and a parent, essentially, um, mm-hmm. learning how to navigate being a child and a parent when that's not um, something that comes naturally to you. Um, on top of a like well-thought-out and fleshed-out fantasy world, yep. it it has this really awe-inspiring sense of, of purpose and um, sense of like grounded sort of aesthetic uh and an identity that is really missing in a lot of shows i think Mm -hmm. it's it's very well put together yeah i i like that despite the obviously the the sad premise or the the sad aspect that you know will happen later on down the road it's it treats it in such a way that it's not gonna you know that's not gonna be like just a big old fat tragedy try and make you cry as much as you humanly can it's about the relationship between these Mm -hmm. two characters and how how sweet that is and how they're kind of learning from each other a lot and you kind of want to see how their character arcs flesh out and and grow based on how much they interact with each other on this journey yeah so that's really nice and i i mentioned this while we were watching it too that like while they were walking through the town i was like ah i feel like i'm in i'm in an mmo but better (laughs) you know like yeah like what i want out of an mmo is what this world feels like yeah yeah for sure there's like definitely a level of it it's very um it's like it's super colorful um and you know this is part of the the world building where like the character designs are very like kind of some of them are very outlandish and and interesting to look at it's 
uh, very like it's not just like there are orcs and dwarves and humans and elves and they all look vaguely like people but with like slightly different features. It's like oh this is like an anteater person and this yeah. is a frog person. This is <laughs> yeah. like like really the closest that we get to like um you know people that look like like humans are are the oni um so far um in the like two yes. episodes that we watched and yeah. even they have like some kind of like quirks about them that make them definitely look not like humans um mm-hmm. and i think like a lot of the strength of it is that um even though you can tell that the uh the animation, I would say, doesn't have, like, a ton of character to it. Um, yeah, the it's character very, animation isn't very great. It's, it's, it's not great. <laughs> it's adequate, I would say. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, really no, like, personality or or uniqueness behind it. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily need to because everything else about it is does feel, like, kind of well put together. It feels like a very competently put together show. I mean, the, whatever work they didn't put into the character animation, they put 110% into the environment. And I'm all right with that because the, the environments, the way that they're drawn also have, they they have that nice fantasy aspect to it, but it's a, it's like modern, it's a modern style. Like it, I don't, I'm not really sure how to describe it, but it's an art style that is really popular like right now. Uh, if you ever go on art sites a lot, like I do. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, the, the backgrounds are very, very strong. It looks like yeah. if you, it kind of looks actually more like concept art than like actual art. Yes. In a yes, way. Agreed. Yes. There's like, um, you know what it is? It's because there's a like kind of cluttered sense to it, um, which mm-hmm. really makes it feel like, like a lived in space. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's not just like, oh, this is like a house in the abstract. It's like, this is a house and like, there's laundry hanging up. You can tell someone lives here. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of, that kind of stuff gets a lot of, um, it, it doesn't get a lot of attention, I feel like, because a lot of the focus tends to be on character animation. It tends to be on, you know, stuff like writing and story. Um, mm-hmm. and we don't get as much of the visual storytelling of, of, uh, like passive visual storytelling that has really nothing to do with like the main story, um, mm-hmm. but exists to to flesh out the the world itself and make it feel like a lived in place. Right. Um, like the thing about, um, I mean, like really, like a lot of shows is you know when I think about like what does the 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 environment look like. They're very empty and very plain, and they're very yeah. functional, right? Like, if you think about other isekai shows that we've watched, like the slime one or Shield Hero or whatever, like, the environments are so plain. They're they're unremarkable. And yeah. this anime is basically carried by them because you know what? they're so full. There has been a wave of, of uh, manga... In the last couple of years, I've actually noticed um, that is really focused on uh, these kind of I, I like almost like storybook like like these Western like fairy tale storybook like illustrations. Yeah, um, that's why I'm saying it's a very current art style. Yeah, yeah, it's this uh, Michiko and Hachin, 
Um, mm-hmm. There is a uh, witch hat atelier is definitely mm-hmm. like this. I'm mm-hmm. waiting. It is only a matter of time until witch hat atelier gets an anime. I I like swear <laughs> it. Witch hat atelier is actually really really good. Um, it is. <laughs> Uh, despite having a very similar premise to Little Witch Academia, uh, quite different. And yeah, um, there's a couple of um, there's a couple of manga I think by the same person who does Witch Hat Atelier, um, maybe, mm-hmm. or maybe it was someone else. Um, but yeah, there's there's been a lot of that that kind of stuff um, that I think is now beginning to like maybe come into the spotlight because um, yeah. like people do appreciate like really dense backgrounds it's just very difficult to to turn it into anime which is i think for sure which is i think why the character animation isn't like it's adequate in in somali yeah and i think to make a sacrifice somewhere right but but i think it works works pretty well to the the Mm -hmm. ends of the story because it's not like the character animations are, are necessarily what we're watching for like the one of the characters is literally a robot like voiced by Daisuke Ono. Okay. That, yeah, so we haven't mentioned that, but the best part about this anime by far is that the golem is voiced by Daisuke Ono. And he sounds like Daisuke Ono too when he's in there cuz he's like is that is that Jotaro? Is that Sebastian? Is that is that Jotaro Kujo? Like there's definitely moments where I'm like Wow, this really sounds like Daisuke Ono. Yeah. Like, at um, first you're like, I'm uncertain because his voice sounds so flat. And then certain inflections, you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> <Ooh-da>! <laughs> yeah. Smiling the Forest yeah. Spirit. It's very, it's whimsical. It's good. Uh, it yeah. has a very, like, powerful emotional core to it that I think... Yep. Uh, will resonate with a lot of people. I definitely recommend watching that if you're interested in fantasy anime, period. Yeah, I 100,000% uh, recommend it if you're into found family stuff. <laughs> also, just just like watch and read Michiko and Hachin. Like, come on. <laughs> if you're not into like almost pastoral kind of yeah, it's uh, like storytelling, really, yeah. then then don't don't come come near this anime because that's that's all this is <laughs> it, it is very pastoral but you know i'm yeah. a sucker for pastoral fantasy yeah explicitly uh, just anyway <laughs> um next let's talk about natsunagu it's like a little like web anime um mm-hmm. it's very cute um yeah it is about somebody who uh wants to find her online game friend after the game server shuts down. Yeah. Which is cute. It's yeah. cute. And the art style is really cute. And yeah. it looks nice it and looks short. like a QNE show that has gone through the yes. like uh it has it looks like a, a QNE show that has gone through the wash and then like been hung up to dry and like has been like sun bleached. <laughs> like it's like pastel QNE. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Like all the colors are are very flat, but they're very pleasing to look at like everything yeah. looks really good even though like the animation is clearly like very few frames yes it is like the bare minimum amount of frames they could get away with to call it yeah. an animation um but it's also like a little like web show right mm-hmm. and it looks it's cute like it, it really is cute and i have no idea where you're supposed to watch this legally um sh- but it's good, and you should track it down through your own means. 
preferably mm-hmm. legally if you can. Um, but you know, it do be like that sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's just like it's just kind of a nothing show, but it's like so, <laughs> so so cute and calm and heel soothing like heel soothing <laughs> heel soothing yeah it soothes my heels <laughs> like it's just good it, it just yeah, is good it's, it's a nice light watch if that's what you want out of an anime not nothing super freaking plot heavy action whatever uh this one is nice it's a nice chill anime yeah for sure for sure mm-hmm. and the thing about um the thing about it is like each episode is like three minutes yeah, it's super short. Yeah. Um, speaking of short forms, uh, they have the uh, Room Camp, which is the um, like little tiny uh, spinoff short form yeah. version of uh, Yuru Camp. And that's mm-hmm. also really good. So Yes, it's very um, cute. We, If you have listened to us talk about Yuru Camp before, then you know that how much we freaking we love have, that series. We've so. super, super gushed about it. Um, yeah. If you found... Yeah, like honestly, like it... It is perfectly suited to a short form format as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's really nice that we just get these like little little tiny clips. Um, yeah, of, like, little bite-sized amounts to. of camping. Um, it will tide me over until we get another season. So please, <laughs> absolutely. Like if you've ta- if you've heard us kind of like wax poetic about it, like you know we love it, and mm-hmm. like there you go, there you go. Okay, are you ready to talk about the big one? Wait, we didn't talk about the this one. This one. <laughs> oh, we didn't. I completely skipped over that. Wow, you're right. <laughs> uh, for some reason, my mind just went blank. Okay. Um, so next, we should talk about Inspector. In slash Spectre. Or uh, I think it's like Kyo, Kyo Ko Suiri or something. Um, mm. I don't remember what the Japanese name for it is. Um but actually, Inspector is, is quite cute of a title because it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like a, it's kind of like, um, you know what? It's a little bit like, like Gothic, but yeah, like no, about I was, I was yokai. Say, it's, it's a blend of, of uh, Gothic or Gothic. And Cardcaptor Sakura. And Cardcaptor Sakura and Black Butler. <laughs> and Black Butler. Yeah. <laughs> In which it's about this girl who is much older than she looks. She looks like a little moe blob girl who came right out of card captor Sakura. She looks like she looks like Sakura. She looks like she went to Sakura school and is going to Sakura school right now. Um, and she she's 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 an older teenager who uh, has awesome deduction skills or whatever she has one glass eye and she she is able to interact with uh yokai or um you know mythical creatures in japan and she's super into this dude who also ends up being like kind of part yokai or or whatever like he he also did the mermaid thing where he <laughs> ate part of a mermaid <laughs> yeah. and now he has powers so she she it i don't know i don't know how i feel about this anime <laughs> i know you're very conflicted about it i'm conflicted because 
it's fine. It's not bad, but I just can't help but see all the influences on it. And I compared it to Fire Force in that way because mm-hmm. I just look at it and I see all the series that it is made up of rather than the actual whole. Mm-hmm. And it's really distracting for me. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, n- it's not a bad anime because it is like interesting. They have some interesting mysteries and the characters are fine. They character designs are fine the conceit is fine i just (laughs) i don't know i am very interested in um watching more of it Mm. uh for a very specific reason i've read some Mm -hmm. of the manga and i don't remember how much i I ended up reading um but i'm interested in it specifically because it has um the vibe that I get from the first couple episodes uh, is it is a lot of the characters talking to each other um, in which might otherwise be kind of uninteresting. But actually what I realized is uh, there might be something about the way that the story uh, or the way that the anime depicts storytelling as as a thing. Um, the conceit is that essentially she uh, when when she was like 12 she disappeared for a couple days um, because the the tiny yokai, who are not very smart, uh, banded together and were like, become our, our goddess of wisdom. Um, and uh, she was like, okay. Uh, and so they took her leg and her eye. And um, subsequently, she be, she became, like, you know, able to interact with, with the yokai and has essentially become, like, the Sherlock Holmes of yokai um, mm-hmm. to solve yokai problems. And, um, I, I think the conceit is interesting. I think, like, you're right, though, that, um, it wears its influence on its sleeve and it's a little bit all over the place, especially in the first couple episodes, um, because you kind of have to piece things together for yourself before they tell you what's happening, Mm -hmm. um, which can be a little bit, uh, jarring and a little bit frustrating, um, because it just kind of jumps all over the place. It, it feels like there's not a ton of uh, guidance for you as a viewer. Um, and, and in a different way than I think with uh, a show like Boogie Pop that's sort of intentionally like that. I think that like just the the general direction of it is unclear to begin with, I think. Like, yeah, it has a premise, but it doesn't know where to go with that premise um, until it looks like a couple of chapters in. And I think that really, honestly, like that—that's something that probably should have been tightened up in the anime. Um, but it has basically yeah. made it into the anime unscathed. Because um, otherwise, the the show actually looks really good. Um, the animation yeah, is, looks is really good. Is very yeah. good. Um, mm-hmm. The art style is kind of a little interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm more interested in like a very specific aspect of this show. Um, in in general, I think the the writing could be stronger to be honest yeah like i um, it is it's a slow show for sure oh god yeah it's it's so slow in and i'm fine with slow with a slower paced story but there is so much talking like you mentioned that i'm i'm (laughs) it's not that it's difficult to keep up with but i wish there was a lot more showing than telling because they talk so much and and i do agree that the beginning is a little bit confusing because at first you're kind of like is this like a romance because she's it's all about like her 
having a crush on this guy, but he already has a girlfriend and it's kind of comedic in that way, in the sense of like, you know, in the way that they handle it. And then it turns into, oh, it's it's about Kappas. Oh, wait, no, it's about yokai in general. And then, and then the whole second episode is about her trying to solve this mystery for this very specific um, snake. And then they talk forever (laughs) so i don't know how much i like that i even if it is like a nice mystery and it and it is a decent story i wish that they would show more than tell yeah i think the the presentation of it for sure is is leaves something to be desired (sighs) yeah i um because i think it could be something super interesting if they i don't know maybe it gets better later oh, I, on okay hold on i i kind of I, I suddenly understand everything about this show okay the real problem with this show is that um we keep trying to adapt stuff that's not meant for anime and this is a novel oh uh... <laughs> like that makes so much more sense I see. Okay, I understand so now. It, it is yeah. a it is a novel yeah. that was adapted into a manga, and it I oh. think it serves pretty decently as a manga because sure you can just have pictures and a lot of characters talking to each other bubbles. It doesn't have to be that interesting. Um, but as soon as you move it into anime, that becomes a lot more complicated because essentially you're just being asked to really yeah. just juggle a lot of information in a visual auditory medium yeah like in a novel you can you can you have liberties in which you can kind of meander a bit so you can be like oh she has a crush on this dude oh no it's about demons instead or whatever like that's fine so the the problem is that um in a novel and in manga you can play with time in a different way than you can play with it in an anime yes yes and as a result of that, when you're reading the novel, the kind of expansive conversations and the um, sort of storytelling aspect of it and the, and the, yeah. the kind of um, uh, mystery building of it is yeah. very, very different from when you do it in an anime. Yeah, and it because this snake episode or whatever is literally... Her just talking to the snake the entire episode it drives me wild because in a in a novel I understand you would you they would be talking and then they would be describing the events and then they would describe it in such a way that you feel like you're you're there watching it and yet in the anime it feels so stationary even though they are animating some of the things that they're talking about right like oh the woman goes here and does this or oh she has a relationship with this dude. It feels super stationary and and it doesn't feel like it's moving the story at all. And I don't know. I wish it was a better adaptation. Maybe it'll get better. I mean, that's that's very true. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm not super into it, but I would be a little interested in seeing where it goes after this. Uh I'm just really uncertain about the whole thing because it's it hasn't captured me in too many ways yet. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like I think it is all right. 
Like, yeah. maybe it's even good. Technically, it is very proficient. Technically, um, it's proficient, yes. I do think that the pacing of the anime is all over the place. Yeah. It's it's a hard watch to get through the first couple episodes, at least. Yeah. Um, it, I think, becomes a little bit more interesting after the end. Actually, this is why I say that um, I think that there is um, an amount of... Uh, you know, what's it called? Like, there is an amount of confusion that's happening in the first couple chapters because they just time skip two years after, like, the first arc. And it's not an oh, arc yeah. either. It's like, that's right. I it's like you have that. the you have the introduction <laughs> to the characters and then, like, they talk about, like, oh, I'm, like, I ate the flesh of a yolk. I, like, you have the introduction episode and then you have the next two episodes about the, like, snake. And then they skip two years and it's suddenly about... You know, Steel Beam Nanase, which is, I think, much more interesting. Um, it's much more that dynamic. That does seem more interesting, yes. Um, but it's so unfocused in the first, like, three episodes that it mm-hmm. is... I don't know. It's kind of a hard sell for me. Like, I, I don't know how how much I would want to sell this to another human being. Um, <laughs> like, I don't even know who I would really say, like, oh, you should watch this. Like, the mystery aspect of it is all right. The, yeah character designs are okay yeah um i like that they wear different outfits that's pretty cool um <laughs> the, like card counter soccer <laughs> right like the writing of it is all right yeah just overall like maybe just read the manga honestly oh i, I will mean, say if you the opening is uh, banging I do like the opening. Um, if if you think that the pacing of the manga is better handled because it's in a manga format, then yeah, I, I, I would say I it's so. interesting enough to check out the manga. I, I think so. Yeah. Um, it has been a couple of years since I have read the manga, so take mm-hmm. my advice with a grain of salt. But I feel mm-hmm. like the medium of it is just as it handles it a little bit better, um, mm-hmm. or at the very least, it was less offensive to me um, because yeah. anime is such a has such a controlled sense of t- of like temporality. Um, yeah. It's very different from when you read uh, a manga. Like, stuff that feels fast in manga can be slow in anime, which is what the first, like, arc of Black Clover was, basically. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right? Like, that's the reason it... That's the reason we bounced off of it so hard. Um, I mean, that end, though, like... Ah! um but yeah Um, for for sure this is like one of the one of the shows more so than any other that it feels um it feels that way to me where like i would rather be reading like the the manga of it right which is interesting interesting. because there are some series that handle that amount of dialogue or pacing better like 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 we mentioned Kaguya-sama, which has it, it's all of just the characters talking at each other in the student council room, right? And but yet it's they super interesting. To make it super entertaining. <laughs> yeah, because they use these really over the top dramatic. Like I think it was adapted very very well. Um, yeah. Because the yeah. aspect of it where um, they're kind of getting into each other's minds uh, is is present in the manga. You know, it's it's, it's very entertaining. Yeah. But in the anime, it's just like they crank that up to eleven. Yeah, and I think, and if you're gonna go for an anime adaptation, you have to know what to emphasize and what to downplay. And it yeah. feels like a one-on-one adaptation for this series might not have done it 
the best. Like, like there are some series where it's like one on one or go home. You know, <laughs> don't don't touch it. <laughs> Just <laughs> adapt it as it is, and and all the author intent, whatever. It's great. But sometimes an adaptation has to make certain choices that will make it a little more palatable for the new media yeah. that's being adapted yeah. towards. And well, this doesn't feel like it did it too many favors. What, one of the biggest problems with this, though, is that there is a density of information that is difficult to handle when it's being spoken at you. Like, yeah. if someone tells you a bunch of, like, if someone says a bunch of numbers at you and you have to write them down, like, it's very, very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas uh, it is a lot easier if you have access to the text and you can just reread it if you're confused about something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I would just watch it and make your own decision about it. Like, maybe, maybe you'll like it more than, more yeah. than I did. Um, maybe you'll like it more than, more than Renu did. Like, I, I think I liked it more than Renu did. Um, but I think I I'm think just you liked it more than I did too, but I'm but also I'm just like generally really more critical in it. of this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and plus like, I, I'm interested in one aspect of it. Um, and I'd be interesting to see if if it goes anywhere with with that idea. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about the big one. Uh So next we have to talk about keep your hands off Azokan. <laughs> keep your hands off Azokan. Uh, holy cannoli! <laughs> this anime. I told you is... you'd like it. Yeah. No, you were a hundred percent. Correct, because as an animator, you cannot <laughs> help but feel this anime on a visceral level, and and even if you're just like an just a just an artist in terms like like you're not making animations, but you make you make illustrations, whatever. Like as an artist, as a creative person, you feel this anime because it's about these three girls who are trying to make an anime, and they're in high school, and it's amazing oh my god it's so great (laughs) like the just the earnestness that this anime portrays in in how these girls try to go about something that feels impossible or feels too large for them but they just want to get started is so true like sometimes you if you have a big dream you just have to get started somewhere and these girls have big dreams of becoming well, at least two of them have big dreams about becoming uh, professional animators. One is a concept artist. One is into character animation. And then the third girl is just a ball buster. And she's here to like help support them, whatever they want to do. She can't draw, but she will freaking manage the frick out of them and get stuff done and use her connections wisely. So <laughs> all, all artists need someone like that. And... um. Fair yeah, enough. I I fell in love with this instantly, and uh, it's so well animated too. <laughs> yes, so keep your hands off, Azoken uh, is based on a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Sumito Owara. Um, but importantly, and I I don't mean to say that that's not important because it is important. Um, but of relevance to me personally, um, and the reason that I I fought so hard. To, to watch this, um, and I push this so hard, is because it is directed by my boy Masaki Yuasa. Cha boy. Cha boy. <laughs> and 
I think that that was probably a pretty good choice. Like it's it's pretty it's very well put together. Um, so keep your keep your hands off ASO Ken is um essentially about like you know as as Renu mentioned these girls attempting to make an anime like movie, um and they have to basically fight every inch of the way for it. Um, they have to make sure that they're allowed to have a club. They have to get the club room in working condition because it sucks. They have to fight the budgeting committee to get enough money to like do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, overall, like it, it is a very like grounded series in terms of where it is. Um, it has gotten into very like, uh, specific and like real situations that like animators run into um god it's so real (laughs) like every moment of it is just kind of packed full of like oh yeah that is a logistical problem and you can't just animate that away (laughs) (laughs) like it it has and and like you're right when when you say that it has this like very sincere honesty to it you know, it doesn't make qualms about the amount of work and labor that goes into uh, animation and the amount of appreciation that you will get for that, which is um, not proportional, let's say. Um, <laughs> but it, I think it does expound upon, like, the reasons why people um, are still so passionate about it. Because, you know, anime is a an industry of, of passion. People don't go into anime for... and. Obviously, this is something that is um, abused for uh, for you know cheap labor. Essentially, mm. it's the same as the video game industry. Like lots of crunch, very little personal time, a lot of really bad management of work life boundary. Um, because people are, are passionate about the work, and um, you know, pretty bad pay and pretty bad like all, all of those things are very real concerns <laughs> to have. Um, <laughs> Like the Japanese animation industry is, is brutal. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty. It, it you know it. It would be nice if there were more protections for for those workers. Um, mm-hmm. Just like for video game um, people, but yeah, you know, um, this show is is honest about the amount of work it takes, and I yeah. don't think it glamorizes it. Um, but it it no. explains why. Like it is the it is basically the like most literal expression of why people love animation and and making animation right mm-hmm. um you have somebody who like wants to essentially like explore and and create and affect people um and like i i think it's great that it essentially starts out with um you know uh, one of the main characters um uh asakusa essentially realizing like oh i'm both enraptured by this and i i've just realized that this is like made by another person and i think that that's that is a really important aspect of anime that we don't mm-hmm. like necessarily talk about as often is that all of the anime that that we watch is is made by people um and mm-hmm. they had to like put the work in um and to do that and i think the anime of azoken is really special in the fact that it very quite literally like like no joke this this is one of the most like enlightening anime to watch in terms of what it what it means to make an anime 
and mm -hmm. the technicalities of it because mm -hmm. they get to show you literally on screen how that works mm -hmm. right yep. when yep. when they're in like and to to the credit of Azokan, and i bet this is this is true for the manga as well um it is literally a lot of it is just three girls talking to each other and mm -hmm. almost none of it is static nope and it's a it's, very very it's animated always very yeah. visually interesting to watch yep uh, because when they're exploring ideas and when they're talking about something, um, they have this like watercolor, like sketchy um, environment that represents mm -hmm. this imagination space that they're operating in. And mm -hmm. it's very important because it allows them to do certain things like when they say like, oh, well, you know, this is not realistic. So we'll add this aspect. They just change it. Mm -hmm. Or yep. when they say we should add this because it's easier to animate, right? Mm -hmm. Then they add that. Or where they're like, oh, we'll just duplicate the explosion and they add a bunch of explosions. Yes. Um, or like, you know, uh, very specifically when they're like, okay, if we add another frame to this anim to this animation and they literally add another frame to the animation, like yep. it is the purest expression because you see it literally happening with your eyes and... <laughs> You it's it's at the same time as you're watching an anime, you're watching an anime about anime and mm -hmm. you're kind of getting a glimpse behind the scenes of the yes. anime, even though it's the anime that's doing it's like kind of like really meta in a certain sense <laughs> where like it, is, it oh, is very special. Yes. Right. You're like, oh, like I get it. The anime is, is telling me how anime is made, but also I'm like looking at I'm watching the anime being made. <laughs> Yeah, like, there, there, like it's one thing to just tell people about, hey, animation's difficult, but to show them, but also to show them in an entertaining way. Like, this this show hits all of that. Yeah. And it, I, I love that not only is it great about showing you the processes of, of what goes into making animation, but it's also really, really on point about how the personalities of of. Uh, people who create anime, like how how like they can really conflict, and and how right. ego is involved, and how stubbornness is involved. Like there, there was this whole conflict in in one of the episodes that I literally experienced with a coworker, like just that day, <laughs> that same day. We just went through that, and I was like, oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I I can't recommend this anime more than oh my god, it's so great. Like if you just like anime in general, I think this anime is super approachable and easy to watch for you. Mhm. Mm I and I and I will say this, I love that um both the um it depicts both the like creative aspect of creating and and the like, you know, technical aspect of it. Um but it captures the sense of like that like kind of imaginary play space that you you uh engage in you know it's kind of like you know when you play D D and you like imagine a, a space together or when you're a kid and you're like oh this is like my buster sword and <laughs> and like yeah. we're fighting the evil mech squadron um mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, the anime itself has a very interesting setting where like the the school is not just a school it's like a school with a lot of students and it's on this weird cool like barge island yeah um, like the the vistas <laughs> of the school themselves are, are very interesting to look at yeah and 
I think that, you know, this this will resonate really hard with anybody who who really engages in that kind of creative work and they understand the like work behind it. Um, mm-hmm. And even if you're just interested in that, you know, getting a glimpse behind behind the curtain there is is also very interesting. Um and I and I will say this, like, I don't think this show is necessarily for everyone. Um, I've seen a lot of people bounce off of it. Like like more more than a couple of people bounce off of this show. Um, because the first couple episodes can be a little bit repetitive, um, because yeah. they follow essentially the same format. Mm-hmm. Um and if if it's not something that like you're that interested in necessarily, like it it might not capture you, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's there are many aspects of it, I think, that, you know, while it is very well put together, very well paced, um, very real, um, they don't necessarily resonate with every person, right? Um, That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people who just can't really get into it. And I think that's a very fair criticism, um, especially because because of how repetitive the first couple episodes are. Um, yeah. I mean, not everyone is into, like, Bakuman, for example, and that's a really... right wonderful look into how to freaking make a manga <laughs> yeah well I, I think like it's it, like Azokin is so literal that it is um it's not slice of life uh but mm-hmm. it's pretty like it's pretty mundane right mm-hmm. and as sort of as much as they try to keep that mundanity exciting um you have to be in the headspace uh where you're willing to accept that um which you know you might not necessarily be right like um you have to be willing to accept the creative fantasies of the characters who are created by someone like it's it's like a lot of abstraction it's a lot of um like you have to suspend a lot of disbelief basically to get into it i think um is the case even though that's kind of butting up against how realistic the show is in terms of the technical aspects of animation. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's not necessarily telling you a straightforward narrative in terms of like, this is about Somali meeting a, a golem and they go on an adventure together. It's It's about these girls trying to make a thing and the ins and outs of that of that process and it's half educational half like oh we want to see if these girls can do it kind of thing um so i can see why people would bounce off of that especially if this isn't even their genre of anime that they would want to watch like some people just want to watch mecha anime and that's fine these girls try to make a mech drawing and it's somewhat successful kind (laughs) of um but yeah no it's it's not necessarily for everyone but i think it is still easy to watch in terms of uh like there's not too many barriers of entry to watching it like you can watch an episode and see if you like it and if you don't like it then that's fine you can move on yeah i think so too and the fact that like i mean the fact of the matter is i think like it is asking quite a lot but i would say that like episode four is really where like things get really really good Um, yes it does Mm mm-hmm because it is it's formatted differently it has um you know it's like the result of all the work that you've gone through yes and um it the way that it kind of is willing to like 
essentially blend together the like fictional conceit of the show Azoken and the fictional conceit of like like I think what I like about it is that it's just willing to like be literal, right? Mhm. Like and I and I mean that in the sense that um the uh like the scene where they're watching the um the the finished movie where like the stuff is like bleeding into the real world and that just exists like you know it's not but at the same time it like kind of doesn't matter that it's not actually happening yeah right um because it it captures the feeling of of what it's like to to be immersed in that space um mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed that. I thought that was a very, very good way of depicting it. Yeah. And honestly, like if if you're if Yan can, I would watch until episode like I would watch um until the end of episode four and see how you feel about it from there. Um You know, it's okay if you don't like it. Uh I obviously think it's it's great because, you know, it resonates with like the creative work that I do. And I also love the fact that it is by my favorite director. And I like the fact that it's like the character designs are really cool. Actually, very like very big kudos to the, the original Magaka. I like that the, the characters are all high school girls, but they look nothing alike. I love it. <laughs> like you got Gremlin, like you got Gremlin, somebody who is uh, thought to be conventionally attractive. And then Kanamori, who is just big, like she's just tall. Like they're all so unique. They're all animated in a way that um their personalities like really really like shine through. Yeah. Um like yeah, every aspect of the characterization is is just done spectacularly. Like they're mm-hmm. so unique. They have such personality to them. Um every yeah. aspect of them is is just really good. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Highly recommend it if you want to watch an anime about anime. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely my, like, pick of the season. Yeah, same. Like, I can say that right now. It's pretty, like, yep. pretty clear that this is yep. my pick of the season. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um. So, next, just to address it, because, yes, there is a new season of Haikyuu. Wow. I have not watched it yet because I want to not wait week to week i just want to binge it all at the end so that's what i'll be doing i'm gonna wait until then um fair enough yeah i i think that's that's it yeah i believe so i believe that is the end of the anime that we have watched um cool uh do you want to let us know what you're up to where we can find you um, I, w- I can be found at <laughs> twitch.tv slash swandron, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, Facebook, all at swandron. Um, you can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn. I will be continuing my Friday streams over on Twitch. I hmm. have been dabbling between trying to do art and stay productive or just play video letting games. my brain melt into games i'm ha. still playing monster hunter world and that's fun <laughs> oh, nice yeah uh and yeah that's that's it man <laughs> all right cool <laughs> what about you um i will be up to um, that's a good question um probably not 
anything too exciting. Um, I'm I'm in like a weird lull period where nothing feels real and everything is <laughs> definitely fake. Um, uh-huh. uh, and I'm like, I don't know. There is a lot on my mind right now, um, a lot of which I cannot speak on. Um, but my God. Like, at this rate, I'm going to get a fucking ulcer. <laughs> oh, my God. Soupy. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like way getting into my own head about, about certain things. Anyway, um, you can find me all the places at Literal Soup. I, like, I don't know. I, I will be, uh, I'm trying to, like, mentally think about when this comes out and then, like, when the next time we're going to record is. Uh, I, I'm going to take, like, a, you know, like some time to myself um i have completed my my internship um for the moment and um i'm i'm parting ways with uh with that and focusing on you know getting a job um for realsies (laughs) and a job that pays money um (laughs) but yeah that's that's like more or less what i'm up to um Mm -hmm. again like nothing too exciting honestly just like eh like I'm I'm sure that my life will start to pick up pretty soon. Like I'm sure that the stress will start to kind of wash over me um as I like begin to panic uh because being an adult is hard. But until then, I'm I'm in that weird calm before the storm phase of my life. Right. Yeah, it just be like that. <laughs> it Okay. It really it really really do. Um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm I'm kind of just ready for a, like a break. Like, uh, I just need some time to myself because, uh, mm. like, I was basically working a job without having money to show yeah. for it. So, not having to do that anymore is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, today was today. Uh, the day we're recording was my last day. <gasps> oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it did mean okay. that I like got home and I took like a like a two hour nap, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which was fine because you you were very gone. I was very gone, yes. so I'm glad that worked out. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap up then. Um. Our opening is by Scotchy Network and our ending is by Takamakata. The patrons that we're shouting out today are Frostfall, Cheru, Claire, Sean, um, Figure Four, and Magpie Mirror Test. Thanks a bunch, you guys. Thank you like, so much. <laughs> you are uh, no joke keeping me afloat. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like more or less the only income that I get, um, which is nice because it literally just goes one hundred percent back into the podcast. The podcast Heck drains yeah. me for everything <laughs> that I am worth. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do it because I love it, and I love all of you. Oh, very exciting news. I mailed off the postcards the other day. So those should be arriving at some point, I think. Maybe they are there even by the time this episode comes out. I don't know. That's exciting, Goo. Do I remember exactly when I did it? I actually don't remember exactly uh, yeah. when I did it. Yeah. Let, let us know if you get them, because that concerns me. <laughs> um, I did my best. I, I put them in the mailbox. Like, there's nothing more that I, I, I. Yeah, I put the stamps on them, put them in the mailbox. Nothing more I can do about it. 
Um, but they look really good. They look really good. Um, Renu okay. sent me an extra one, and it is it's beautiful. <laughs> Very I'm lovely. Glad it got there. Okay. Hopefully, the rest of them will reach their destination. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so. That's that's very cool. That's very cool. Um, yeah. Thanks a bunch. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. Hopefully, I will be able to make another postcard sometime soon-ish in the yeah. near future. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. send to our new patrons because the this batch went to like our first patrons basically. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, I feel like mm-hmm. I had something else to say about the podcast, but I don't. Wait. Oh, um, I'll just announce this here um, so that you don't have to wait like two weeks to find out. Um, maybe you like that. But like our next episode is about Carolyn Tuesday because ha, hot damn, it is time to talk about Carolyn Tuesday. Jesus fucking Christ. We only put it off for like a, a half a year, almost a full year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. No. No joke. I'm beginning to rethink this Netflix policy. Maybe we should just acquire anime. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm not saying to pirate it. I'm just saying that maybe we should watch the anime as it's coming out. Um, mostly because, like, I don't know. Like, I initially have not, just because, like, I, I don't want to, like, advocate for, for piracy um, explicitly. Um, what you do with the way that you consume content is, is your own, um, purview. I have my own thoughts that I will not expound upon, um, necessarily, but for the sake of the podcast, like, I don't necessarily like to, uh, watch outside of official channels because I think it, um, like, it's important for the industry that some numbers are, are being routed through official channels, um, but at the same time, uh, like, some sometimes it's hard to watch anime. Like, I'll just I'll just say that <laughs> sometimes it's hard to watch anime. So our policy generally has has not been to to, to do that basically. Um, but at the same time, that kind of sucks, right? Like, I kind of don't like that it's like punishing an anime just for having been <laughs> licensed by Netflix. Yeah, right. It, exactly. It's punishing an anime viewer for not pirating uh and trying to watch yeah. through like, you know. <laughs> I I will not endorse piracy. I will say the increasing granularity of subscription-based services is somewhat God, distressing to wait. me. It is so freaking ridiculous how many subscriptions are our lives run by now oh way too many this model (laughs) yeah welcome to welcome to new cable it'd be like that honestly Uh, we could have an entire episode about internet like video content like it really it's it's just like that um but yeah like um we might start doing we might start talking about it at the very least like we obviously won't tell you how we're getting the anime. Um, I will refuse to comment if you ask. <laughs> you know, just uh, for safety reasons. And because right. of personal <laughs> reasons. Um, but yeah, 
There you go. I'm like the worst, like, I'm like the worst. Like, if I went to a, a court case right now, I would be indicted to fuck. <laughs> it would Look, be we're, over. we're doing the best the we can. There's a reason why funny. we waited on Carol and Tuesday. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, Carol and Tuesday is also, I've, I've just finished it and it, it's pretty good. Um, yeah. And I would say it, it is worth dedicating an episode to. I have some thoughts. I have a lot yeah. of thoughts. We gotta talk um, about it. So... We'll talk about that next week, um, now that it's out of Netflix jail, and, um... Hooray! We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. (laughs) See you next time. ね。